G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. The 2020 Summer Series on Vision Christian Radio. Now, you held your first church service in virtual reality in 2016. And uh, as I understand Um, it, uh, five people came to the first church service. Uh, What's it like? uh, Well, what was it like then and uh, and how have things begun to develop since then? Yeah, so um, in in a nutshell, you you know, the virtual reality headsets is such a brand new technology. And those, those came out, and like you said, I'm a tech nerd, so I was like, I, I need to get one of these VR headsets. And I loved it. It was fun playing the games and getting involved with the, the 360 movies, and it was a lot of fun. And then the social spaces, uh, social platforms started coming out for virtual reality, and I've never experienced anything like it. So for people that haven't tried it, I, I say it's kind of like the Facebook of, of virtual reality, where you add friends. Um, you can play games, but it's all in this immersive environment. And and the other thing I tell people is it's hard to explain. It's kind of like uh, the Matrix movie where Morpheus tells Neo, you can't uh, explain what the Matrix is. You have to experience it for yourself. And that's the same thing. We we tell our friends, we, we try to explain it. But when they actually experience it and put their headset on, man, the light bulb comes on. People are amazed. They're, they're, they're just like, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this level of immersion. Um, so when Altspace VR came out, it's that social platform we use. That was on a Friday, summer of 2016. So I'm in there. I'm chatting with people all across the world um, and just having the great conversations. And then I noticed you can create your own virtual space. So I tried that out. I saw that you can create your own screen where you could put your own slides and videos. And you know, I was only about one hour into uh, to playing around with this social platform in virtu- virtual reality. And I thought to myself, oh, we need to have a church service in VR. And uh, that was on a Friday. And then on Sunday, that was like two days later, I had my first church service. I, I threw out some graphics on um, social media. I invited whoever, you know, not many people had VR, but I just invited whoever would do it. And I had my first service. We had uh, worship music. We had a sermon and five people came, and that, I was excited. I mean, for me, uh, you know, maybe other church planners would be kind of depressed if, if five people showed up to their first church service. But for me, um, I was just, ex- just ex- so excited because I saw the potential, I saw the possibility. And um, my first visitor, and this is interesting, my first visitor was an atheist from Denmark. And he said, you know, I don't believe in God, but I was really curious to see what this is all about. And so we've had many, many atheists and agnostics come to our virtual reality church service because they're curious. They're like, hey, what's church in VR? We want to see what it's all about. And um, that's kind of how it it got started. It it kind of started as an experiment. Like, um, is church, the the question we had was, is church viable in VR? And we came quickly to the conclusion that, yes, this is a very uh, compelling experience. Now, listen, take us into something of this virtual world in which you can run church. As I understand it, during a sermon about Jesus walking on the water, 
worshippers watching through virtual reality goggles can be transported to the disciples' boat to witness Mm -hmm. Jesus' miracle firsthand walking on the water and the potential there for maybe even joining him out on the water. So you can be like Peter and getting out of the boat to walk on the water with Jesus. I mean, this is the sort of thing that you have got uh, in your uh, in your library of, of content. Uh, describe how that sort of thing uh, it impacts people when they have the opportunity to immerse themselves in that virtual reality, DJ. Yeah, it's quite amazing, the, the potential. Really, the imagination is is unlimited about the things that you can do in, in VR. So we have like our, our vanilla version is what we call it. It's our base building. It, it looks like a modern church with glass and pews and a screen. But uh, we have, you know, strong plans to create specific environments. So one thing that we're, we're working on is, like you mentioned, um, when we're talking about Jesus walking on the water, we're actually on the boat and maybe we have a replica of Jesus or some type of animated experience that people are going to be inside the story. So, you know, we've read these stories throughout the years. We've seen them on screen or maybe on a movie. But now what's going to happen in VR is that you're going to be fully immersed. So when we talk about Moses and the Red Sea, um, you're walking through the Red Sea and you look up and see the walls of water. Or if we're talking about Noah and the Ark, we're walking around the Ark and looking at the animals. So virtual reality church is going to evolve into um, this amazing experience uh, where we experience the Bible like we never have in history before. This is a very unique thing, and it's going to be quite exciting to see where where the imagination goes, because it really is unlimited. Undoubtedly, we'll get into talking about some of the ways that real church kicks in here by way of Q&A sessions and uh, opportunities for uh, bringing messages and counselling and discipleship. But uh, your very first member, as you mentioned, was an atheist from Denmark. Uh, When you've got this sort of virtual reality church, no doubt it's an attractive thing for anyone who might be interested in in the technological side of what you might be doing. And so people who might not have a church background, might not have a belief in Christ, uh, they are going to be equally attracted into the sorts of uh, technology that you're going to be bringing there. And, and there's a real outreach opportunity here, DJ. Absolutely. I mean, like I mentioned before, I, I, you know, we haven't done strict or scientific polling or surveying, but just getting the sense from conversations, many people... Um, don't believe in God, they're atheists, they're agnostics, or, um, at, or at the very least, they haven't been to church in decades. So I, I think that many people are still can, uh, have that spirit inside them that's, that's searching for answers, that's searching for a relationship with God, but maybe they're not going to take the step to go to a physical church. And, and frankly, many of the, the church experiences I hear people talk about are, are very challenging ones, where they feel judged, or they feel like they need to have it all together. Where so whatever is crying out inside them, um, you know they feel comfortable to come to virtual reality. It's just a couple of clicks, and they pop right into the to, into the environment. And then the culture that we've set with that, because the the amazing thing about VR Church is is not just the innovative use of technology. It's also the the culture and the 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 vernacular and the spirit that we've created that says all people are welcome. Whether you believe in God or not, you're welcome to be a part of this conversation of faith, and we encourage that. So I think those people that may be hesitant to, 
visit a physical church feel very comfortable putting on virtual reality and transporting themselves to a virtual reality church to experience conversations of faith. And we're just saying, we're just having amazing conversations. It really is just something very special that I've never experienced, experienced before. And, you know, I've been a, uh, in ministry in, in some form or fashion for over 20 years, small churches, big churches, modern, traditional. So this is something I've never experienced the level of conversations that we have. Um, so it, it's, it's quite exciting. And let's talk about your background for a few moments here, because as listeners are hearing about the excitement of the technology in a virtual reality church, some will be saying, well, I wonder whether that fits with my flavor of Christianity. And some people who come from a more traditional church background have a different expectation from church. Uh, Your background, uh, Baptist and Pentecostal, Uh, how do you describe yourself in, in that mix, DJ? Yeah, it's uh, uh, a lot of people when we have this conversation kind of laugh about going from Baptist to Pentecostal to all these different things that I've been exposed to, and so a lot of my 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 theology in in, in seminary was at a Baptist college, and then I was credentialed under a Pentecostal organization, the Assemblies of God, and then now I'm kind of doing a non you know non denominational independent type of work. So um, I think that you know you could probably describe us as um, you know, conservative theology that's progressively expressed. Um, and so we, we hold to the, the traditions of faith and uh, of um, orthodoxy, but we also believe that it needs to be done in new ways, um, expressed in new ways through new methods. And so maybe the message does not change, but the methods do. And uh, we honor the things that were done in the past, but we don't know don't want to necessarily uh, live there. Let's try some new things and new ways to reach people, to have conversations of faith. And really, the, the core of it, you kind of strip away the technology and the, and the virtual reality of it all. The core of it is that we want to take church to where people are at. So where are people gathering? We want to have conversations of faith there. So is that social media? Is that over here at this physical location? And then in our sense, we saw people are gathering in virtual reality. Let's have a faith experience there. So at the core, when you boil it down, is let's take church to the people. Um, And so that's kind of a core value that we have. A biblical perspective of life, culture, and current events. The 2020 Summer Series on Vision. Yeah, I've had some pastor friends that have, you know, really questioned that. they, They feel like, won't people be fake? Won't they change their identity? Won't they alter who they are? And actually, it's quite the opposite. Because of the avatar, people feel comfortable to be authentic. And on the flip side, I think sometimes in the physical church, we already have an avatar. We already have this projected self that we're portraying. And it's difficult in church, and and hopefully churches are are accepting and and helping people. But sometimes churches, you know, there's a judgmentalism, and you need to have your stuff together. So people already come with an avatar in place that projects their best self. So... Um, you know, I think in VR, that can happen as well. But also what we've experienced, though, is really, really authentic conversations. Okay, let me ask what might be an obvious question. Uh, can you attend church to check out what you're doing without creating an avatar? Can you be the person who's sitting in the back row uh, or the fly on the wall who's just checking out things? Is that a possibility? Um, you have to create some form of an avatar. So, I, you know, we had a guy that, you know, he didn't have full VR equipment. He 
he was trying it on his computer, and so he would just kind of plant himself. It was almost like a camera, but there was still some physical or a digital representation of him. Um, but there isn't necessarily a feature where you're like a, a fly on the wall type of thing. That, you know, that might come in the future. But right now, you have to have some form of a, of a digital representation or an avatar. Can you be baptized in virtual reality? What are the sorts of things that people talk to you about that and uh, your response? You know, we uh, we have some we have elders that lead virtual reality church, and we've had many discussions on that. We've kind of gone back and forth because it it's such a new thing, and uh, we wanted to go slowly on that topic. Uh, but after many many conversations, we came to the conclusion that yes, we would feel comfortable uh, having a virtual reality baptism. Um, a couple key th- thoughts that sparked that was one of the people that attended uh, briefly was a quadriplegic from uh, Los Angeles. And he can't leave his room at all. He's very um, unmobile, very stationary. And if he wanted to get baptized, I think it would be difficult for me to say, no, sorry, you need to figure out a way how to get to, um, you know, the the river or a lake and that we can baptize you. No, I I couldn't come to... We came to the conclusion that, yes, we would baptize you, absolutely. Um, Because I think it's the symbolic representation of what it expresses, of of identifying with Christ and our love for Christ and our faith. And so to do that virtually, I think, um, accomplishes the spirit of what baptism is all about. And just to recap where we were talking a little earlier, and one of our callers uh, mentioned the idea of getting alongside people who are going through drug addictions and all sorts of uh, personal challenges that they might be facing, and the need for that pastoral care, uh, this can happen best in a physical church, a local church, where people are relating to real people. Uh, And this is perhaps one of the weaknesses of a virtual reality church, and yet there are still opportunities in a virtual reality setting to be able to speak into people's lives who are going through those things. Yeah, that, 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 that's true. There are challenges, you know, of, of meeting face-to-face. You know, that's, you know, you're, you're having those interactions. But I think it really comes down to, is the person being authentic? Because physically, you can be together, but if they haven't um, felt comfortable to talk with an individual or to talk about their addiction or their depression or their mental health, so it doesn't matter if they're physical or virtual. If we haven't broken through that trust and that love that that person needs, then it doesn't matter if it's physical or virtual. We have a trust issue. So I think it can be accomplished, and, and meeting with people and encouraging people in virtual reality is very effective. And I think once people put their headsets on, the light bulb comes on, and they see the environments, they see uh, avatars talking with them, gesturing. Um, you know, when, when people see me in VR, they see my hands raised, and they see my head turned. So you're this living, breathing um, entity um, and uh, but yeah, there there are challenges, and I, and I think that just also just has to do with you know keeping the relationship strong, whether it's virtual or whether it's physical. Uh, let me reflect a couple of Facebook comments uh, from Carolyn, who says, "Yes, a virtual church and baptism is just as meaningful as a real church and baptism because research has shown through brain imaging technology that the same activity occurs in the human brain while imagining or rehearsing an event as while doing the action physically. Uh, doesn't necessarily have the same public demonstration of faith, but uh, there is a certain sense in which uh, that could be true for some people. Yeah, and um, you know, that, that, that's actually a very, very good point uh, they, they mentioned um, you know, if you look on YouTube or Facebook, there's hilarious videos of people like 
screaming or ripping off the VR headset or, you know, falling over because the immersion is so real. It, it takes over the senses. You know, the brain is almost, in a sense, um, you know, tricked in, in one sense, you know, visually and then the audio, and then your brain feels like you're in that environment. So I think that's absolutely true, that even in a VR setting when you're baptized or when you're having conversations, the brain uh, feels like it's there. You, you feel like you're in that environment. You feel like the person's next to you. Um, you, you know, there's a, there's a pond in one of the environments, and when you go under the water, it feels like you're underwater. Just your, your brain has to take a second to think, okay, I'm not actually, you know, drowning, but I'm underwater. So um, I think that's a great point about how the brain is affected through these uh, virtual experiences. Another Facebook comment from Ursula, who believes that technology and visual aids can be helpful for learning, but could lead to isolation. And it removes the personal relationship building possibilities. Could it also remove the danger for believers in sharing their faith, which is part and parcel of the Christian life? Now, there's a, there's a deep one there because if it gets to a point uh, in some countries where it's dangerous to, to be able to share their faith, uh, certainly uh, that, that danger is taken away if you're sharing your faith in a virtual world. Your thoughts on isolation and, and the, the capacity that people will have if there is a danger? Yeah, I think that's a valid concern, and I think that even goes beyond uh, virtual reality. You think of, of video games or Netflix binging or all this ra- you know, radio, television, Internet. There's so many things that could cause isolation. Social networking, you know, there's a lot of conversations about how we're more connected than ever, but we're more lonely than ever. Um, so I think there's all these technologies that can cause isolation. And, yes, I think virtual reality could be one of those. And I think it just takes... Um, maturity and education to really help people to disconnect from these digital elements, all of them, and to engage in the physical. And it's tough because there's so many digital things to connect with, so many virtual things uh, to uh, play around with. So I think that definitely is a challenge. And, um, and isolation could be a problem. And I think that needs to be part of uh, the vernacular in VR, in virtual reality churches, that this is a tool, this is an experience, but let's get out and meet people in real life and connect with physical churches and, and connect with pastors and other Christians. I think that's, that's an important message, and as a, I don't think it's just related to virtual reality. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.